Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Basketball Conference, the ACC Football Podcast. My name's Joey Weaver. He is Mike McDaniel. Mike, week four is upon us. We have some games we got to talk about and some big spreads we got to talk about. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? You ready to talk about some games? Yeah, I'm doing all right. And yeah, I'm ready to talk about some games here. But like you said, some huge, huge spreads here in the ACC this week. Yeah, uh, not not particularly close looking matchups any way that you look at these. Um so we're going to go through these and uh, and just talk through kind of how we expect these to go. I, I will warn you, Mike, I am super nervous on how to pick an, a, a pick of the week with so many big numbers on the board. Um, so I have a proposition for how to handle that, and we'll talk about that here in a little while. Yeah, um, that sounds good. Little little uh, little teaser for you there. Wink, wink. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Um, all right, Mike, starting off, 4 o'clock on the ACC Network, your Virginia Tech Hokies are a 10.5-point road favorite in Durham, taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Total is 54. Uh, very just, like, middle-of-the-road total. I could see this game going in a lot of directions. Um, Duke is going in the wrong direction after the last few games. Um, they have turned the ball over 14 times in three games. That is not a recipe for success against what seems to be a little bit of a feisty uh, Virginia Tech defense here. I, I got to like the Hokies here. I, and honestly, this number of 10.5 is probably my favorite one on the board if I had to pick one. Yeah, it's my favorite number two. It does seem low, doesn't it? It it does. And, and remember that Virginia Tech is on the road. I, I don't know, really know how much that means this year, but... Certainly, I mean, maybe maybe we're overrating what Virginia Tech did last week against a you know decidedly not that great NC State team, but at the same time, I mean, we kind of thought Virginia Tech was going to be pretty good this year, and they did that without like twenty three guys available and and all this. So, I mean, kind of looks like they might be what we thought they were. Yeah, agree. And the and the other side of that coin too is you know we talked about NC State being bad. I'm not entirely sure Duke is much better. They, in fact, might be worse. Yeah. Like, I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with Duke. That's on the table for sure. Yeah, and so we have two North Carolina schools here that are pretty bad. And Wake Forest, <laughs> we'll talk about them in a bit because they have a nice little recovery game against Campbell. We think. Yep. Um, but in in totality, like the North Carolina schools this year are down, right outside outside UNC, which appears to be pretty good through one game, mm-hmm. and. Look, Virginia Tech, this this line does seem low, and at 10.5, it's hard not to ride with the Hokies for a couple of reasons here. Number one, Chase Bryce can't stop turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, Duke ranks last in the country out of teams that have played right now in turnover margin. They're sitting at minus nine, Joey. Bad. Yeah. Real bad. And Chase Bryce has a tendency right now to throw the ball to the other team. And the thing that I found interesting, so they interviewed – 
um, the media got to speak with some of the Virginia Tech players earlier this week um, on Tuesday. And Virginia Tech defensive back Breon Murray said that, hey, look, like we see a lot of opportunities on film was his response when asked about what he saw out of Duke's offense. We see a lot of opportunities. That's like the political answer for saying that Duke (laughs) is going to throw tech the ball a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Like they see chances here on film that I'm sure they also saw with NC state when looking at that wake forest game um, a a few few weeks ago and seeing them on film. I like the Hokies here to win and cover. I think Duke is going to have a lot of issues with Virginia tech's defense. And look, this is a revenge game for Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech lost 45 to 10 last year. It was the turning point in the season. Everybody talks about that for the Hokies, how how good uh, Virginia Tech was. It spurred a quarterback switch um, after that game. Virginia Tech won six out of their next seven after losing to Duke emphatically last year at Lane Stadium. Duke ran a fake punt up five scores on the Hokies. You don't forget that, right? Like, yeah. They're not. Now, Justin Fuente said, hey, we're not harping on it this week. That's what he told the media. I don't think he's harping on it, but to say that he's not talking about it, I think would be just entirely just not true. I think this team is aware. I think they know, obviously, what Duke did last year. They have a bad taste in their mouth. I'm hammering the Hogies here, Joey. This is my pick of the week. Let's lock it up right now. Locking it up right now. Locking it up right now. Taking it before I can. All right. Fair enough. Well, I mean, you can jump on it, too. (laughs) Well, we'll get there. Um (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I really like Virginia Tech to cover this number. I, I mean, yeah, bad taste still in their mouth after a blowout loss, you know, an embarrassing loss last year um, on national television on a Friday night. Um, so that that wasn't great. And you figure Virginia Tech going to want to make amends here. I'm trying to figure out this line, Mike, honestly, because it does it does seem like this, like it seems like there's something they want me to take Virginia Tech for some reason. Like that's the only thing I'm hung up on here is like as bad as Duke has been, why is this line not any bigger? Why is this the smallest one on the board this weekend? No, I'm, t- I'm totally with you. Um, and that's what's giving me a little bit of pause too, Joey. It's like, look, Virginia Tech is, looks like the much better team. Duke is turning the ball over seemingly at will. Um, the Hokies are coming off of a really strong defensive performance against NC State. And the offense just ran for 300 yards. Look, Duke's defense, I think, is better than NC State's. Like, mm-hmm. I do believe that. But I don't think it's good enough to hold Virginia Tech's offense down for an entire game, at least not based off of what we saw out of Tech's offense in the opener last Saturday. And again, you know, NC State's bad, right? And they're bad defensively. And maybe Virginia Tech's offense looked a little bit better than it should. But like this offensive line is for real. The running game, I think, is only going to continue to improve. I just think they have better backs in the backfield than they've had in years past under Justin Fuente. And you couple that with the offensive line play and a good but not great Duke front. I still think Virginia Tech's going to run the ball here with ease. The Hokies are getting Hendon Hooker back. He should play a majority of the snaps at quarterback, which I think makes a difference. So, yeah, I really like Tech here, and it scares me a little bit that the line is as low as it is. That gives me a little bit of pause, but not enough to not bet it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Hokies here. And, look, even if Tech plays a bad game, I think they could still win this game by two scores. Like, we can come away from this game and say, you know what, Tech won this game 27-13. to 13. Didn't really look all that convincing but they're still going to cover the spread, in my opinion. Um, I would be really surprised if Duke kept this game close. I think it could be ugly maybe early, mm-hmm. but I think Tech's just too good. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it either, but it gives me a little bit of pause. Here's the little bit of analysis I, I will give you here. So from a yards per play standpoint, Duke is underwater. And what I mean by that is that they're giving up about a yard per play more than they're gaining on offense. 
Um, Now, the good thing for them is that their run defense has actually been pretty decent. They're giving up less than four yards per carry. Um, They've they've performed fairly well on the on the rushing side of things. On the other side, they're giving up upwards of eight yards per attempt passing. Um, And so and and obviously that's getting worse now with injuries to, to multiple guys in the secondary and all that. So. I'm not fully convinced. This is a thing that I could see happening, could be a problem for Virginia Tech, is if they once again get kind of hung up trying to run the ball, even though it's not working. You know, if Duke is able to kind of bottle up the run a little bit, Virginia Tech needs to just just start throwing it. It'll work. Duke can't defend it. Virginia Tech's good at throwing it. Like, just just pivot and just go for it. Um, and it should be fine. But, you know, who's to say? So, I, all to say, I yeah, I'm on Virginia Tech. I can't figure out this line, but... What could possibly go wrong, Mike? Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? It is the ACC at 4 p.m. after all. Oh, yeah. ACC at twilight. Um, total here is 54. Like I said before, I don't really know what to do with that. That's just very in the middle, and I I don't feel strongly either way about that. I don't either, because I could see this playing out like, hey, low scoring, Tech doesn't really show up, but they just kind of sit on Duke. And then I could also see Tech blowing out Duke. Yeah. So um, and, and pushing it over almost by themselves. Really. Right. So I wouldn't touch it either. I'm much more confident in the line than I am in the total. Yeah. Something like 49 to 10 would still put it over something like 42 to 10 wouldn't. So, right. I mean, do with that what you will. Right. All right. Agreed. We're both on Virginia Tech here. Let's move on, Mike. 330 on ABC. The number 12 North Carolina Tar Heels are back in action at long last, taking on the Boston College Eagles in Chestnut Hill. North Carolina, a 14-point road favorite here. Once again, big road favorite. Don't know how much I love that. But then again, we just saw Boston College kind of luck out to win a home game just a week ago against Texas State. Um, First-year head coach, you know, new quarterback, new offense. Defense is maybe a little iffy at times. Like, there's some things still getting worked out. You know, big number. North Carolina hadn't played in a few weeks. So there's a lot of things going on here, Mike, but still got to really like North Carolina in this game. I like North Carolina, too. Um, The only thing that gives me pause, and Joey, you and I talked about this with Scott in our group chat. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, Scott is my brother-in-law for all intents and purposes. He's marrying my sister soon. Anyway, yeah, we'll go with that. Um, Scott and I watch football together every Saturday. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Scott and I have been kicking around our favorite bets of the weekend with Joey, and we're all confident in North Carolina to cover. But the one thing, Joey, that you brought up in our chat that I want to bring up here is the fact that North Carolina hasn't played in three weeks. Now, North Carolina is a much better team than Boston College. I'm very comfortable saying that. They have a more high-powered offense. I think the defense is better than Boston College is. So I think overall, North Carolina is the better team here. But if you think back to the opener for North Carolina, it took a late-game surge in the fourth quarter for the Tar Heels to cover the spread against a really bad Syracuse team. Yep. And that's the concern I have. Like, Boston College, I think has looked good enough through two weeks to ugly it up a little bit. Now, look, BC wins a game against Duke. Duke's really bad. We mentioned that already. And they looked iffy in that game against Texas State last week, obviously needed the, needed the comeback in the second half to, to win the game by a field goal. So that obviously wasn't good. Could Boston College have been looking ahead a little bit? Sure. Could the COVID-19 shortened off season lead to some weirdness in games you should win by a lot more? Sure. Is BC just not very good? Sure, that's still on the table. Yep. <laughs> they played they've played two really bad teams. Like that's definitely on the table. But look, North Carolina, I think they're easily two touchdowns better than Boston College. But I could definitely see BC covering here. 
only because uh, North Carolina hasn't played in a couple weeks. And Boston College really just hadn't looked all that convincing last week against Texas State after looking really good against a bad Duke team the week before. So taking that all into consideration, I'm leaning North Carolina here. I could see it being closer than a lot of people expect it to be. I think North Carolina could easily blow out Boston College, but I think BC keeps this game weirdly close. I'm going to take North Carolina. I'm going to lean with them, uh, covering 14. I like the under in this game, 54 and a half, a little bit better. But again, just like the Virginia Tech game, I could also see a scenario where North Carolina gets there almost by themselves if this game turns into a blowout. So I like North Carolina minus 14. I don't love the over-under, but I'd lean under just because I, I think BC can keep it relatively close. But give me the heels, Joey, tentatively. Okay, so the pick is North Carolina then because it sounded like you were maybe leaning towards Boston College. The pick's North Carolina, but I think it's close. Okay. All right. And do you do you want the under? I think it's or close. You, I think it's North it? Carolina. Maybe I'm I'm off of I'm off of the under. Okay. Um, I'm leaning the under. I, I don't want to lock it, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lock up this UNC minus fourteen either. A lot of people love this bet this weekend. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I really no. don't, Joey. I don't. Lo- I don't love it this weekend. I, I'm I'm with you. I. I I don't feel like 14 is enough for me to take Boston College as a pick here, but I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna bet this game uh, as as is. Like this is this is too many points. This could go in too many different directions. I mean, North Carolina could win this game by 30. They could win it by three. Like <laughs> I don't really know. Um, I, I do feel very confident North Carolina is, is going to win the game. We'll say that. Um, Boston College defensively has been okay, not particularly great. Um, they're giving up a lot on the ground, so this could be a big game. Big game uh, for that stable of running backs for North Carolina. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just going to I'm going to take North Carolina, and we'll just say forget about it. But yeah, I mean there's there's a lot going on here. It very much could be a rust situation for North Carolina. I'll mention too, this could be a situation too where they're looking ahead a little bit to next week where they play Virginia Tech in what yep. is decidedly the biggest game that North Carolina will play for the next, I don't know, eight weeks or something like that. I was going to say about two months. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've, they've got like three big games left on their schedule and two of them are the weekend after Thanksgiving and the weekend after that. So this is pretty much the only one left is, is this one next week against Virginia tech. So they might not be trying to put too much on film. So let's just take North Carolina, say, forget it, but I, I'm not going to, I would not bet this game uh, at least not again, as the line is currently constituted, I would leave it alone. I don't I'm have with any, you. And, and I'm with you. I don't really have thoughts on the total. Let's just leave that for what it is as well. Yep. Moving on, Mike. Noon on the ACC Network. The NC State Wolfpack, a 14-point road underdog, taking on the pit, the number 24 Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, Mike, I have a I have a question here. Has yep. Pittsburgh ever played a home game that wasn't at noon? Woo! If they have, I, it's been a while. I can't think of one. <laughs> I can't think <laughs> yeah. of one. I, like every single week that Pittsburgh is at home, they're playing at noon. I don't know how or why, but somehow it works out. Yeah, nooners in the Steel City. The only one I can think of was a few years ago. They played Tech on a Thursday night. But on a Saturday, it's been a while since they've played at any time other than noon. At least it feels that way. I am I am really racking my brain to think of like, like a visual of watching a Pitt football game in at Heinz Field when it's dark. And, and agree I'm, and you yeah you're right like there's a couple of thursday night games there but that's about the best i'm coming up with but yeah having having trouble figuring that out on a saturday 
Anyways, um, again, big number here. NC State, two touchdown underdog. NC State has, you know, they beat up on, what was it, Wake Forest two weeks ago, and then they just got smacked around by Virginia Tech last week. Pitt's offense, not really what you would call dynamic. Um, They're coming in just a shade north of four and a half yards per play offensively, which is not great. Um, And in fact, you know, one of the worst marks in the league. However, they're still positive in yards per play margin because their defense has been absolutely stifling. And uh, that's a good word for you. Um, yep. I I have a feeling that this defense is going to absolutely eat North Carolina State alive. Um, I if, if, if all NC State really has to go on is their run game, that's going to be a problem. Um, and, and if you trust, I don't know, Bailey Hockman or Devin Leary or whoever it's going to be to sling it around against this pit secondary, I okay, but... I, I think this is a low, ugly, you know, low-scoring, ugly kind of game. But I, I have so little interest in taking NC State to cover it. I, I don't love Pitt covering a big number, but again, I, I don't know what NC State's going to do to move the ball here. Yeah, that's exactly where I'm at with this, and I actually like this line a lot. Um, I actually love Pittsburgh to cover the spread, Joey, mm-hmm. which is weird to say because, like you said, offensively, it's not like Pitt is this ball of fire where, like, we know Kenny Pickett is going to throw for 300 or we know this running game is finally going to get going. But if there's a game where it could get going, it's against NC State's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia Tech's defensive line had a lot of success against NC State last week, and there were some questions coming into the year about Tech's defensive line. Look, they had Justice Reed transferring in from Youngstown State. We thought that he would be an instant impact player on the Virginia Tech defensive line, and he was really good last week against NC State. With all that being said, like Pittsburgh's front is the best that NC State has faced so far this year. Mm -hmm. They're better than Wakes, and on paper, they're much better than Virginia Tech's, in my opinion. And Virginia Tech had six sacks last week, two forced turnovers. This is a Pittsburgh defense that I think is better than Virginia Tech's, and they're going to have an opportunity to show it, at least in the front seven. I think they're better than Tech. NC State, I think, is going to have a lot of trouble blocking this Pittsburgh front, and I think that's going to prove to be a major problem. Look, NC State, if they can't establish a running game, like you mentioned, um, with Ricky Person and Bam Knight, I don't know where the offense comes from here because I'm not confident NC State is going to have, A, enough time to throw on this defense, but B, have any success throwing on this defense. And because of that, I don't think NC State moves the ball with all that much success. And if they don't, I think Pittsburgh covers here. Yeah. You're not asking a whole lot if the defense shuts down NC State. Say NC State scores like 7 to 10 points. You're telling me Pittsburgh can't get to 24, 27 points? Like 10 points is where it might get a little bit dicey for this Pittsburgh cover, truthfully. Mm-hmm. But if Pittsburgh holds NC State to under 10 points, you've got to love the Panthers on the cover. Um, and and look, I <laughs> again, oh, another weird line where I could see Pittsburgh kind of forcing a couple turnovers, getting a short field and scoring maybe a little bit more than they should. Um, but I would lean, I'd lean under, but I'm taking Pitt minus 14 here because I think the offense scores three or four times on this NC state defense. Cause the NC state defense is that bad. And then defensively, I just love what Pittsburgh brings to the table in the front seven. And I don't have that much confidence in NC state being able to block up front. Yeah. I, I I'm with you here. Um, again, NC state giving up upwards of six yards per play defensively. That's, I think that's second worst in the conference right now. So that's not a good not a good start for them. Um, so I, yeah, I'm with you. I'm on Pittsburgh. I, again, I think this is a bit of an ugly game. Um, Pitt might win this thing like 
27 to six or something like that, you know, but, um, so I'm with you also, I I am on the under, I think that's going to be my only total pick of the week. I'm going to take under 46 and a half is the total. It is a, uh, paltry little, little total, but you know, we'll take it, uh, under 46 and a half in this game is my, my pick as well. Um, yeah, this isn't, this isn't pretty. Um, and I, I don't see NC state really putting much of a scare into Pittsburgh here. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball. This pit defense is just too good. You know what, Joe? You talked me into taking the line here. I'm going to take under 46 and a half too. a boy. I'm in there with you on the total. I, I'm. I usually stay away from some of these point totals in the ACC. I think I'm with you. You talked me into it. Unders in the 40s, baby. Unders in the 40s for my shorties. That's right. That's right. Yep. We. The other three games, the point totals are 55, 54, and 54. If you feel like Vegas might just be potentially mailing it in on a few of those. Yeah, I agree. So to see something in the mid-40s here is uh, kind of telling you what kind of game they're expecting. So uh, Pitt and the under from both of us is the pick. Um, and that's all I got, Mike. Anything else before yep. we move on? No, we got a big one here coming up. 8 o'clock on the ACC Network. Mike, your Virginia Cavaliers, a 28-point underdog in Death Valley, taking on the Clemson Tigers, the number one Clemson Tigers, as it were. Total is 55, as mentioned. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here, Mike, and it's gonna borderline somewhere between bold and just dumb and you know uh, self-destructive. But I think I'm gonna take Virginia to cover this spread. Um, 28, a lot of points, and I think Virginia is gonna do a couple things to try to try to really drag this game down uh, and and slow it down and limit possessions and that kind of thing, and. I don't know that Clemson is really going to be out for blood looking to kill Virginia here. Um, and why is that? And why is that Joey? Well, Clemson's got a really big game next week. You might remember um, Miami's not playing this week. Clemson is. And those two teams will match up next, uh, next Saturday night on ABC. So I, I figure that's one of the bigger games Clemson has left on their schedule. Uh, I think they might leave a couple bullets in the chamber here for Miami, not put too much out there, not really stress themselves too badly. So I think this is a fortuitous spot for Virginia to cover a four-touchdown spread. Um, we'll see kind of what this new-looking offense, you know, new group of on offense is able to do against a much tougher defense than they saw last week. Yep. But I think this is a, I think this is a good opportunity for Virginia to cover. So give me Virginia plus the 28, but obviously Clemson to win pretty comfortably. I don't know, by three touchdowns, something like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you here and roll with Virginia to cover. And I think the reasoning you gave is is right. Um, number one, Clemson isn't going to want to show too much um, I, I, because they have Miami in a week. Secondly, like I think Virginia's defense is pretty good. Um, now, are they good enough to hold down Clemson is a whole different discussion. But are they good enough to force Clemson to punt a few times? The answer is yes. And that feels weird to say because they weren't good enough to make Clemson punt in the ACC championship game. But Clemson was leaving no bullets in the chamber for that game. Mm -hmm. It was all-out sprint, let's win this game in dominating fashion because, A, there's some college football playoff seating on the line, and, B, we want to make sure everybody knows how good we're looking going into that playoff. Mm -hmm. So Clemson had a little bit more reason to step on the gas when that game was out of hand, and they did that. I think this could be another situation where they jump up a few scores and just kind of sit on it, right? They hand it to ETN and they just kind of just run the clock out. Yeah. And so I'm going to, st- uh, I'm going to pick Virginia here to cover. I'm going to make that a pick, Joey, which you might be a little bit surprised about. I'm going to make it a pick. 
over under i i don't know i'm not touching that i i would like i mean i could see a scenario where it goes over because clemson gets there almost by themselves but mm-hmm. if that happens if that happens and clemson's probably covering as well which goes contrary to what i just told you so i'm not gonna touch that one let's see if it's like 42 to 17 that's still covered by virginia like 59 points something like that eh, you know i don't know yeah, I'm gonna leave the total alone. That that could go a number of directions. I feel like um, if I mean if Clemson somehow does want to go out there and kill them, they can. But I just don't think they do. I don't think they do either. And Clemson, look, Tabo, Tabo hates the boosters, and we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. He definitely hates the boosters that you know pay all that money to help prop his football program up. Definitely right. hates them. But we're going to pretend like uh, we're we're going to pretend that there's hatred there and that he doesn't want the game to be covered. <laughs> Let's just continue that narrative on this podcast. I, I enjoy it, so we're going to roll with it and say that Clemson continues to not cover big spreads. Good rule of thumb there, I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Totally baseless claim that we're making. Completely. Completely baseless. Yeah. Um, all right, so Virginia's the pick there, and we're going to leave the total alone on our end. So, um, Mike, that's all of the conference and really FBS action we have for this week. We've got a couple more games we got to talk about here real quick. Uh, Friday night, 7 o'clock on the ACC Network, the Wake Forest Steeman Deeks, as you mentioned earlier, getting a little bit of a get-right game uh, against the Campbell Fighting Camels. That is not a nickname that I made up. The Campbell Fighting Camels. That's right. Um, we don't have a, sp- a spread for this, which is a little bit disappointing. I-, I saw something earlier this week. I think it was like Wake Forest by 35 or something like that. Um I will say Campbell has been they've, – they've lost all three games that they've played so far to Georgia Southern, Coastal Carolina, and App State. But a couple of those games, you know, were a little bit close. You know, they're, they're, they're a little bit dangerous. They can be. Um, the, the Georgia Southern loss was by one point. So got real dangerous there for the, uh, the fighting camels from the Big South. I don't expect this to be a particular issue for Wake. Um, I, Wake needs to get right, and they should be able to move the ball you know, somewhat at will. Um, Campbell gave up 52 points in their last game against App State. I figure you get some sort of similar output from Wake uh, here, but um, Wake needs to use this game to get right. They've got a, a, another game here in a couple of weeks against Virginia. Um, they've got a couple of opportunities to win down the stretch, you know, but they, if, if they're going to do that, they got to do it here and they got to look good and get right and be ready to go for the rest of the season. So I think, I think Wake does it. I think they look good here and uh, win pretty comfortably. Yeah, shoot. I mean, they scored 35 offensive points against NC state. Yep. So, um, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think Wake Forest will be fine here. Um, I think their offense is a pretty good comp to app states quite truthfully, mm-hmm. um, from a skill skill perspective talent perspective uh so I, I like wake forest here joey i don't think they'll have too many issues i could also see a scenario where it's like 35 to 10 and it's like all right wake forest won but how convincing truly was it mm-hmm. <laughs> so i could see that playing out but i don't expect wake to have any issues here friday night football that's all i'm excited about having some weeknight games to actually watch for once agree if friday counts as a weeknight but either way it, it nah, not really but it's before saturday so all I know, Mike, is that I am going to be spending hours of my Friday night watching Wake Forest play Campbell. That's that is a certainty. I, I mean, teach their own. <laughs> teach, yeah, teach their own. I mean, I won't be, but I'm glad you will be. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, Four o'clock on Saturday on ESPN three, the Florida State Seminoles are taking on the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. I think as we we decided that they were. That is correct. 
Uh, Jacksonville State has not played yet. They uh, had a matchup with FIU that got postponed um, earlier here in the season. Florida State has been all sorts of a mess this year. Uh, they're they 0-2 with a couple of various forms of bad loss on the uh, on this track record so far. Um, I, I mean, I think this is a get-right situation. And, boy, if you're Florida State, you better hope it is because – Next four games at Notre Dame, home against UNC, at Louisville, home against Pittsburgh. So get right now or get right never, I feel like. Uh, I would agree. Now, <laughs> look, Florida State, just don't mess around here. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, don't don't mess around with Jacksonville State. This game shouldn't be competitive. This should be like 52-3 to three or something. So mm-hmm. make sure you make that happen. Don't have Jacksonville State score more than like once with an offensive touchdown because then I'm going to be questioning everything you're about. If if this game gets dragged down a little bit and Florida State isn't able to just easily run away with it, there, there's going to be some real problems in Tallahassee, I feel like. And, and and this is a team that I could definitely see kind of quitting down the stretch. I mean, they the defense seemed like they kind of quit in the second half against Miami last week. You know, it's, it's on the table. Um, there were some rumors earlier this week that Scary Terry might be leaving the team. I don't think there's any truth to those for now, but you know there might be a little bit of an exodus of guys, you know Marvin Wilson or something like that, leaving to go get ready for the draft. Like this is a game that needs to go well if you want to have any hope of like keeping your season remotely intact. Which I think we've seen from Florida State enough that it probably won't stay intact forever. But you know we we can we can kind of see where it goes. Yeah, Joey. I mean, I agree. If if Florida State just kind of gets into a slog here with Jacksonville state. And it's not really convincing even after like the first quarter, I'm going to be pretty concerned about the program. Right. And Mm -hmm. I have my fair share of concerns already. Now it's early in the Mike Norvell tenure. He wasn't coaching last week. Like there's a lot of things at play here, but with the way they looked against Georgia tech, who now we're not sure is all that good. And the way Florida state looked last week against Miami in a rivalry game, not really getting off the bus. That's a little bit of a concern. Like, it's fair to have questions here early on. And I just think Florida State right now institutionally has a lot of issues. Um, and I think it's going to take a while for those to get fixed. There's just a lot of stuff going on within the program right now that they got to clean up. And I think we're going to have to wait a year or two here before we start to see this program start to kind of turn the corner and win some games that, you know, maybe they it was, you know, 50-50 toss-up situation or games where, they were a little bit of an underdog. Like it's going to be a while before we see them start to consistently win those type of games. And that's going to be the first step, I think, in my opinion, towards seeing Florida State start to get back to where they were, where all of a sudden they're now favored in more games than they should be and that sort of thing. Um, so I, I think it's going to take a little while. I don't think we're there yet with Florida State, which is why it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't look all that convincing in this game. But they mm-hmm. should. They they totally should. Just don't let this turn into a Samford situation from a couple of years ago. Just that's it. Mike, that's all I've got on games. Anything else? No, I think we are good. Um, I guess we got to get into our picks of the week here. We do. And you already staked your claim to Virginia Tech in a 10 and a half. Um, I, I liked that one as well. But um, our tradition around here typically is to make different picks for our picks of the week. Um, unfortunately, one of the things that we signed up for when we started this podcast, Mike, is making picks of the week every single week. Um, and, and when you look at the board on a weekend like this, and sometimes there's not really anything that sticks out to you that you love. Um, and, and honestly, that usually ends up in me making a pick that I don't really like, and I end up losing it. So, um, Mike, I have a proposition, and I want to see your thoughts on this. I'm going to offer 
making a three-team, seven-point teaser as my pick of the week. Now, for, for those who don't really know how that works, um, a teaser basically is a parlay bet where you bet three uh, different spreads or totals, and you need to get all three of them correct for your bet to win. However, you get seven points added in your favor to those spreads uh, or totals. Um, so it's, it's kind of a beneficiary thing. Um, so for me, a three-team, seven-point teaser would actually pay out a little bit better than even money. It would pay out at plus 120, so $10 wins 12, effectively. Um, Mike, that is my proposition here. Are you, uh, y- you are the judge, jury, and executioner here. Are you okay if I make that my pick of the week, a three-team teaser? I don't think we have any choice. <laughs> yeah, we're really short on options this week. Um, all right, so what yes. I'm going to do, seven-point teaser, 10 bucks pays 12. Um, Pittsburgh minus 14 becomes minus seven. North Carolina minus 14 becomes minus seven. And Virginia Tech minus 10.5 becomes minus 3.5. So if I can get Pittsburgh and North Carolina to win by a touchdown and Virginia Tech to win by four, the teaser hits, pick of the week hits. I like it. It's a little bit com- I like complicated, I, I a little love, bit convoluted. Love Virginia Tech only given three and a half. Holy. Yeah. Holy crap. I yeah. like that one a lot. Yeah, I had some luck. My The only thing I did right betting last weekend was a teaser, so I figured we might kind of keep that going. Um, so seven-point teaser. Pitt, North Carolina, Virginia Tech on the spreads. Um, I like those. And then, I mean, if you wanted to tease anything else, I mean, you could tease Virginia up to like 35, which at that point, come on. Like, but um, uh, yeah, I, I prefer it with Please the small numbers. Please cover that. Yeah. 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 I prefer it with yeah, small I agree. numbers. I agree. So, okay. Yeah. Well, then that's my pick of the week is a uh, that three, three team, seven point teaser. There you go. Lock it Te- in. Tech minus 10 and a half. Yep. Lock it in. Tech minus 10 and a half is mine. Perfect. Mike, that's all I got on week four. Anything else? No, I think we're good. Enjoy some of these blowouts. Absolutely. And, uh, hopefully hopefully everything goes according to plan for my Hokies. Yeah, and hopefully nothing gets too sideways for anybody. That would be not a good situation. I agree. But it would give us more to talk about. So. Well, and I, I say that. It would be not a good situation for the favorites. It would be a really good situation for the underdogs, for what that's worth. Shout out <laughs> yeah. Duke, yeah. Boston College, Virginia, and NC State. <laughs> yeah. Also, like the Fighting Camels and whatever, Jacksonville State's Matt. The Gap Gamecocks? The Gamecocks. Jackrabbits? Right. What are we? Gamecocks. All right. yeah. All right. Gamecocks. Sure. Yep. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, Mike, that's all I got. Let's get out of here. Let's go watch those games. In the meantime, y'all can find us on Twitter. Hit us up. I am at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel VT. Together, we're at BC Podcast ACC. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Breaker, the Overcast app, wherever fine podcasts are sold for free, and particularly on the Anchor app. And appreciate those who have. Uh, Mike, you, they can send us emails with questions, comments, concerns to the longest email address known to man, basketballconferencepodcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. Thank you. And you want to tell them where they can find us on the social medias? Yeah, Facebook, facebook.com slash basketball conference rate review. Find all of your podcasts there, Joey. Please do. Please do. Appreciate those who have. Uh, Mike, that's all I got. Want to go watch some games? Enjoy the off week for Georgia Tech. I very much will. I very much will. Um, I, I, I need an off week after last week. So, well-timed. Yep. Fair. Yep. Agree. 
Mike, enjoy the Virginia Tech game. Hope things go well for you. But, again, if they don't, it gives us more to talk about, I guess. I'll talk to you Sunday, Joey. Talk to you Sunday. <laughs> we'll, we'll recap the games then. All right. Well, for that guy, Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until next time, go ACC. Go ACC.